Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. I'm so grateful that you join me, all my Ignite Network members, my prophetic family, my Awakening Prayer Hub members, Awakening House of Prayer leaders and members all around the world. God bless you. You know I'm in South Florida. Did you not know I'm in South Florida? For real? I'm in South Florida. I expect to see you on Sunday because we have two different church services. When I say different, I mean they're different times, 1047 a.m., 1.30 p.m. I mean they're different messages, completely two different messages and two different worship encounters. God's there all day. We're there all day. Come on over and meet me in person. You will not be sorry. You can watch our first service online at ahop.online, A-H-O-P dot online. The second service is not televised widely. It's part of our school, School of the Spirit at Ahop. The good news is you can become a member of that school, one of the many schools we have, over at schoolofthespirit.tv, schoolofthespirit.tv. Dot TV. Right now we're in a series called Activating the Nine Gifts of the Spirit. And listen, my gift to you, my gift to you is a discount code. The discount code is mornings. And you can use that for any class over there. There's no restriction, no limit. You can use that code for anything over there that you want to take. And there's tons of classes, spiritual warfare classes, prophetic classes, uh, life skill classes. It's all there for you. Amen. In Jesus name. Remember Ignite Network members, get equipped. Ooh, Ignite Network members, ignitenow.org. You're about to get a pop quiz. Oh yes. Ignite Network members, be on your toes. You're about to get a pop quiz. All right, let's move on here. I just wanted to ruffle some of the feathers of my prophetic community there. They got to be on their toes. Amen. Today, we're reading from my devotional victory decrees. You can get that wherever books are sold. Victory decrees, daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. And today's devotion is titled, listen, watch your mouth. Uh Uh-oh. Watch your mouth. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> I told you there was going to be a conviction before the breakthrough today. That to, Here's what I heard the Lord say. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. For in doing so, you are opening a gate for the enemy to walk through, to kill, steal, and destroy. And the Lord says, I've warned you about the power of death and life in your tongue. Heed my warning because your adversary, the devil, comes for your words. Catch that. Your adversary, the devil, comes for your words. He comes looking for your agreement to wreak havoc on your life. He will use your words as weapons against you if you let him. So watch your mouth and speak only that which is edifying, says the Lord. Ephesians 4.29, Proverbs 18.21, 1 Peter 3, 
verse 10 are the uh, scripture references for today. Now the prayer starter and the decree, Father, set a guard over my mouth and let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth if I cannot speak anything, if I set out to speak anything against your will. Help me tame my tongue. Help me tame my tongue. Come on, pray that with me. Help me tame my tongue. I decree the power of life issues a death warrant against the enemy's plans. I declare the power of life emanates from my tongue and brings healing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Father, we give you praise this morning (laughs) from the bottom of our hearts. We praise your holy name. We thank you that you've always got a good word for us, whether it's edification, exhortation, whether it's comfort, whether it's conviction, whether it's discipline, whether it is a rebuke. Every word that comes out of your mouth is good for us, and we receive it. We receive it. We receive today, God, everything you died to give us. And we praise you for your effort. We praise you for your mastery. We praise you for your excellence. We praise you because you are our Savior. (laughs) You're not just our God. You're our Savior. Many false religions have gods, but they don't have saviors. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Come on. Think about that. Oh, so many different sects and sects uh, and, 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 and organizations. They have gods, but they don't have saviors. You're just not our, not just our God. You're our savior. You are not just our God. You are our healer. <laughs> We don't just serve you blindly in drudgery and in pain and writhing and in misery. You're our savior. You're our healer. You're our deliverer. That is who you are. You're not just our God. You're our helper. My God, you're not just our God. You're our helper. You're not just our God. You're our comforter. You're not just our God. You're our advocate. You're not just our God. You're our intercessor. You're not just our God. You're our wonderful counselor. (laughs) You're not just a God that we serve. You're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. You're not just a God to whom we bow down. You are a father. (laughs) Father, we thank you. We praise you. You are so much to us beyond our God. You're our God. You're our only God and you're our only good. But you're so much more than that. You're not a distant entity that cannot be understood. You're not some far away wizard in the sky and we don't know what you're thinking or doing or saying. You fellowship with us. You woo us to yourself. You speak to us in a still small voice. You show us things to come. You lead us and guide us into all truth. You're not just our God. You're our leader. You're not just our God. You're the truth giver. You're the guide. We're so grateful that you're not some distant entity. Out on the other side of Pluto, some impersonable deity. You're not just some impersonable deity. You're a very personal God. You know us intimately and you like it that way. You've numbered every hair on our head intentionally. You capture every single tear we ever cry in a bottle purposefully. You watch over your word in our life to perform it accurately your thoughts towards us are greater than the sand on the seashore constantly 
Jesus. We are the apple of your eye. You care. You're a caring God. You're not just a God. You're a caring, caring, caring Father. We praise you this morning. We thank you. Help us to shift our perspective. You're not a cold, unfeeling, numb God. You're not a judgmental, mean-spirited God. You're a Savior. You saved us. You delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of your dear son, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of healing, the kingdom of freedom, where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. There is liberty. There is healing. There is wisdom. There is so, 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 so much more than we walk in. God, would you help us today to begin to walk in our kingdom benefits? Would you help us today, Lord, to stop living below our means in the spirit? You died to give us life. You died to give us so much more than we're experiencing. We want to tap into everything you died to give us. We don't want to leave anything on the table. We want it all. Or we want the prosperity. We want to be debt free. You paid the price so we don't have to. We want to be debt-free. We want to be prosperous. We want to be the biggest givers in our church. We want to support missions. Come on. We want to sow generously. We want to sow extravagantly. And you died that we might be given the power to create wealth, to establish your covenant in the earth. And that's not even just a, 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 a post-Christ thing. That was a promise that you made to the Israelites. How much better, how much more should we be able to tap into that power to create wealth? Not just so we can be greedy without scruples, wanting more, 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 but so that we can fund the gospel, so that we can see others come into the knowledge of the Son of God saving grace of Jesus like we did so we can see the earth transformed your glory covering the earth like the waters covering the sea as people lift up your name worldwide Lord we want to see that worldwide harvest and therefore we need prosperity come on if your heart's right you're about to step into something if, if Lord deliver us from greed, come on. I, I, I feel like I feel like many of you are going to break through into a new level of prosperity today. But we, we we just need to deal with something real quick with regard to greed. If you've got greed in your heart, God's not going to make you prosperous the way you want. You might get it, but then you'll lose it. I see too many Christians just greedy, 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 greedy. Amen. Yes, we want to save. Yes, we want to have more than enough. Yes, we want to have a cushion. But we've got to be generous toward God. So, Father, would you deliver us today from greed? Lord, if, if, if we're stingy, would you, would you show us? We, we, we want to repent. We don't want to be uh, uh, ruled by money. You, you said in your word that you can't serve both God and mammon. My God. Jesus, you told us, you told us, you told us that we can't serve both God and mammon. So we got to get this right because we need to be prosperous because you've got a gospel and it needs to run to the ends of the earth, back and forth, to and fro. It needs to run swiftly into the nations, even the nations that are closed to your gospel. We need prosperity. Not so we can have bigger houses and bigger cars, but so that we can have bigger heart for the gospel and be able to fund the missions that you appointed us to, to help steward so, Father, deliver us from greed and avarice. 
Deliver us from covetousness, God. Deliver us from anything that would hinder our prosperity. Wrong mindsets about money. Limiting beliefs, lies we've been told about money being the root of all evil. Money is a root of all evil. It's not the root of all evil. Lord, reset us today. We can't serve both God and money. And Lord, I know it grieves you that so many of your ministers, so many of your children are serving money for real and they don't know it. So open our eyes. If that's us today, open our eyes because we want to walk in that prosperity. We want to see captives set free because of the seed that we sowed that enabled someone to go and preach the word of life. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Now, Father, give us witty inventions. Lord, help us to see new strategies to create wealth. You have already given us the power. What we need now is the strategy. Come on. Lord, you've already given us the power. What we need is the strategy. Lord, your word tells us that you've given us the power to create wealth, not for our own good, but to establish your covenant in the earth. What we need now is the strategy. Come on, press in with me, saints. Father, show us different angles on things. Show us where the revenue streams originate. Show us how to multiply what we've already have because you're a God of multiplication. Show us where to invest that we might get a good return. Show us, God. Show us where to sow so that we don't sow into fields that are perverted by people who are serving mammon in the name of God. Imposters, false prophets, those who just can't have enough. Insatiable greed. Help us to stop partnering with those ministries. Help us to stop sowing into those prophets. Help us, Lord. We want the P-R-O-F-I-T-S. We want the, the true prophets, not the false prophets. The prophets that come from obeying you to sow where you want to tell us to sow and, and, to, and to put our hand to the plow that you've called us to. God, we need the strategies. Come on. We need the strategies. You've given us the power. Now we need the strategy. Help us to see what we could not see before. Cleanse our lens. Show us, Lord, because we want to see. We want to see. You've given us the power that raised Christ from the dead. It dwells on the inside of us. So help us begin to to start taking risks and going out there and praying for somebody, whether they believe in Jesus or not. When they get healed, they'll believe. Help us, Lord, not to keep the power that you've given us to ourselves. So many of us don't even appropriate it for our own lives. So many of us don't even understand that we have the power not to get angry. (laughs) We have the power not to lust after things or people. We have the power within us to, to do so much more than what we do. We've got the power. We've got the power. His name is Holy Spirit. He lives on the inside of us. So help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us to see who we really are and to be willing to take risks for your namesake. Help us, Lord, not to keep this power to ourselves, not to keep this healing to ourselves, not to keep your name to ourselves, to stop denying you in front of men because we're afraid that we might get fired or that we have to be politically correct. Uh Uh-uh. No, we are the salt and we are the light and we have eternal life. We are the salt and we are the life, the light and we have eternal life. We are the salt 
and we are the light. Lord, help us to shine brightly. Help us. Help us. Help us. The Lord showed me this yesterday. Listen, we're always burning for something. We're always burning for something. We're either burning for God. John the Baptist, he was a prophet. The Bible said, Jesus said that he burned and shined. We're always burning for something. What are you burning for? Are you burning for God? Or are you burning for money? Are you burning for God? Or are you burning for success? Are you burning for God? Or are you burning for selfish ambition? Or what are you burning for? Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We want to burn for you. We want to burn for you. We want to be that burning, shining lamp that John the Baptist was. Unafraid, undaunted, unintimidated by the ways of the world, the spirit of the age, demons, principalities, or powers. We've got to burn for you. You're the only thing worth burning for. We're going to burn. We're going to burn the bridges to our past right now. All those desires, those procrastinations, those bad habits, all of those things that hinder love, God. Let your holy fire burn away these things in our soul. Help us, God. Help us, God, to, to just put them at your altar and you can consume them. We want to burn for you. We don't want to be burned by the enemy anymore. We want to burn the enemy. Shaba. We don't want to burn for the wrong things. We don't want to let the enemy keep burning us. Some of you have been so burned by the enemy. You know what your best revenge is when the enemy has burned you? He's burned you time and time again. He's burned your relationships down to the ground. He's burned your financial prosperity down to the ground. He's burned uh, all your hopes. Some of you, he's burned your hopes down to the ground. You know what your best revenge is? Is to burn for Jesus. Then when he gets near you, he'll be burned. You need to do the burning, not him. It's enough already with the devil burning your dreams to the ground, with the devil burning your children to the ground, with your devil burning your career prospects to the ground. It's enough already. Burn for Jesus. And when he tries to get near you, he'll be like, no, nah, he, he's too hot to handle. No, nah, she's too hot to handle. If I, if I get any closer, I'm going to get burned. That's the way I want to live. Jesus. We want to burn for you, God. We want to burn for you. We want to burn for you, God. We want to burn for you. Lord, set us on fire. Set a fire down in our soul that we can't contain and we can't control. We do want more of you, God. Fill us to overflowing with your spirit. Help us to see what we could not see before so we can go where we've not been before. Help us, Lord, just to burn and shine. We want to be like John the Baptist, forerunners in our generation, prophetic messengers among our peers, listening to the heart of Jesus and speaking a fiery word that brings people to repentance, that speaks life and love, that brings healing and deliverance. God, use us. Here we are. Use us. Here we are. Use us. Show us what we carry. Teach us your ways. Show us your paths. Teach us your ways. Show us your paths. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name. Come on. God is good. Come on. God is good. 
A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. I love the wild moments with God. And David understood so much about who God is. David understood God's character. David understood God's emotions. David understood God's ways. I mean, he prayed. You can see his prayer in the psalm where he said, Lord, teach me your ways. Let that be our prayer. David understood God in such an intimate way. And he didn't even have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on. And David said this, David said this, listen, David said this in Psalm 18, verse 19. This is our kickoff point here. David said about God, he said, he also brought me out into a broad place. Listen, he delivered me. We know that God delivered David time and time again. God delivered David, and David was a deliverer in the sense that he delivered the nation from the giant. Shabashi. See, there's all this talk about Moses being a deliverer, and Moses was a deliverer, but David delivered the nation from a giant. Moses delivered a nation from a pharaoh. 
David delivered the nation from a giant. But the only reason why David was able to serve as a deliverer, delivering Israel from the Philistines time and time again, never losing a battle. I said, David never lost a battle. The only reason why he was able to do that is because he understood the second half of Psalm 18, 19. The second half of Psalm 18, 19 gives you the because. It gives you the why. Let me start from the beginning. David said, God brought me forth also into a broad place. The King James says a large place. Other, other translations say a place of safety. He led me to a place of safety. He delivered me because, here it is, he delights in me. He delivered me because he delights in me. He brought me into a spacious place. He brought me into a place of safety, a broad place. He brought me out into the open and he delivered me because he delighted in me. Another time he said in Psalm 31, 8, you have not delivered me to the enemy. You set my feet in the open. In other words, God doesn't deliver us to our enemy. He delivers us from our enemy. And the reason why is because, listen, he delights in you. Do you understand that? This is why your deliverance is guaranteed. Listen, your deliverance is guaranteed because God delights in you. Now, if you want to hold on to your sin, you want to hold on to your devils, you want to play patty cake with demons, God will let you do that. God will let you do that. But if you really want to be free, if you really want to be delivered, if you really want to be fill in the blank, set free, whatever, understand this. You've got to meditate on this. This is your key. He delights in you. He loves you. Psalm 37, 23 says the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. The Lord delights in you. He, the Bible says he delights in the prayers of the righteous. So when you cry out for deliverance, he delights in that prayer because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. When you cry out for deliverance, like David cried out for deliverance time and time again in the wilderness, running from Saul and in other situations in his life, when David cried out for deliverance, God wasn't like, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now, or you didn't do everything perfectly, David. You messed up yesterday. This is your own fault. You're the one that let the devil in. No, when you cry out for deliverance, God delights in that prayer because he hears you from that place that you sit in his son who already paid the price for your deliverance. Come on, isn't that good? The Bible says that God delights in the prosperity of his servants. He delights in you. He delights in your breakthrough. He delights in blessing you. He delights in loving you. He delights in delivering you. That is why your deliverance is absolutely guaranteed. So Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord that you are our deliverer. And we know that just as the Israelites broke through into the promised land, they still had to deal with demons. They still had to deal with the inhabitants. They still had to deal with opposition. Just because they made it to the promised land doesn't mean they had no more demons to deal with. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that we know sometimes 
that we're not free, that we have become ensnared by the enemy, that perhaps there were some issues in our life before we got saved that we couldn't even remember that are affecting our life, but you want to deliver us from those things. So we cry out to you this morning from a heart posture of knowing that you delight in us. Come on, this is your key today. We cry out to you this morning, God, from a heart posture that we know that you delight in us because you told us you do. If you delighted in David, how much more do you delight in us when we're in Christ? We cry out for deliverance today from a heart posture of you delight in us, that you love us, that you hear and answer prayer, that if we pray anything according to your will, that you hear us, and when you hear us, you answer us, and Jesus died to deliver us. Therefore, today, God, we are asking you for another level of deliverance. We know it's like peeling an onion. We know that you're going to deal with what you want to deal with when you want to deal with it as we ask you. And we're asking you, God, whatever it is that you can set us free from right now that we've stumbled into, fallen headlong into, or things, remnants, remnants of issues that still remain in our soul from our childhood. God, we're asking you, would you deliver us? We're crying out to you, God, for deliverance. Lord, deliver us from fear. Lord, deliver us from trauma. Lord, deliver us from anxiety. Come on. Lord, deliver us from addictions. Lord, deliver us from pornography. Lord, deliver us from, Lord, Lord, we repent. Come on. We repent for waiting so long. We repent for, for walking around in less than what you died to give us, for walking around in bondages, walking around with toxic thoughts in our soul, walking around half crippled. And like nobody else can see it, like nobody notices that we're compromised, like nobody notices that we have deep flaws and insecurities and issues. People know, you know, and Lord, now we need to know so we can lay it at your feet. So we repent, Lord, for whatever we've done that's opened a door to the enemy, and we repent for waiting this long to come to you with it. We repent for putting off our own deliverance. We renounce all involvement with whatever demon is plaguing us. This is where you have to do the work right here. I don't know what you're dealing with. You might say, I renounce fear. I renounce anxiety. I renounce depression. I renounce suicidal thoughts. I renounce addictions. I renounce greed. I renounce lust. I renounce the spirit of infirmity. I renounce fill in the blank. Repent, renounce. Father, we cry out to you because you are the deliverer and you delight in us. You delight in us. You delight in us. <laughs> you delight in us. You want to deliver us. That is who you are. It's in your nature. Jesus, when you walked the earth, you healed all who were oppressed of the enemy. You cast out demons everywhere you went. You did it before, and you'll do it again. I love the Passion Translation of Psalm 18, 19. Catch this. His love broke open the way. And he brought me into a beautiful, broad place. He, some of you aren't in a beautiful, broad place right now. Some of you are in a dark hole. Some of you are in a black cave. 
Some of you are in a deep depression. Some of you are riddled with fear. That's not a beautiful, broad place. God wants to bring you into a beautiful, broad place. He rescued me because his delight is in me. He will rescue you from this pit of destruction that you find yourself in. He will. It doesn't happen necessarily in an instant. You have to do the work. You have to do the forgiveness work. You have to do the repentance work. When you do those things, it's easy to dislodge a demon. Amen. We do deliverance ministry at Awakening House of Prayer all the time. And when people really want to get free and they follow the instructions of the Lord, they always get free. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes you get a little deliverance and then a few months later you get a little more. Why is that? Because the Lord knows how much you can handle. Sometimes if he delivered us from everything all at once, we would just be so empty and we would feel so foreign. We wouldn't know what to do with ourselves. So it's his wisdom. Deliverance isn't always one and done. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. If you're in South Florida or if you want to come to South Florida, you can receive deliverance from Awakening House of Prayer Ministries, the ministers there. But you've got to go fill out that intake form at awakeninghouseofprayer.com slash deliverance. Amen. It's not online. It says that on the application at the top. We don't do it online. Not right now. Amen. Come on, Kimberly. Kimberly says, amen. So you can get involved in that if that's going to bless you. You want to drive, fly, crawl. But many people in South Florida need deliverance now. You can get deliverance. God gave you the power. You don't have to live under the enemy's domain. You're not supposed to. You were delivered out of darkness. So why would we as believers allow darkness to stay in us? Many people say, well, if you're, already, if you're saved, you got delivered when you got saved. No, I beg to differ. <laughs> if you've been, if you ever, you know, people, no, you don't get delivered. Not, not always, you might. I'm not saying God can't do it. But generally speaking, he waits until we get grounded in the word. See, if you got born again one day and then God delivered you immediately, you wouldn't even be able to walk out your deliverance because you don't even have any word in you. That's why Jesus would tell people, go and sin no more. Like that was his post-deliverance instruction, right? Go and sin no more. But when you're first born again, you don't even necessarily know what sin is. Come on, this is a good revelation here. This is why I believe, this is one reason why God doesn't necessarily deliver us from everything when we get saved. You got no word in you. Your mind is not renewed. You're going to go right back to that. The enemy's going to come right back in. Amen. Amen. It's the truth. It's the truth, Ruth. Come on, today will be a good day to sow. You know why? Because God's given you that God's wanting to deliver us. I'm thinking about earlier in the broadcast. God's wanting to deliver us. That's right, Kimberly. God's wanting to deliver us into a not, not just out of poverty into just enough. God's wanting to deliver us into the prosperity. So you can be delivered out of something, you'll be delivered into something. You ever thought about that? Listen to me. You can be delivered out of something, you'll be delivered into something. What do you mean by that? You can, you can be delivered, delivered out of something, you'll be delivered into something. You're delivered from devils, but you get delivered into God's promised land. God's prosperity. Well, how is that? Well, when you were born, you were delivered, right? When you're a baby, 
You were delivered from your mother's womb and you were delivered into the world. It was a whole new experience. When you were in your mother's womb, it was dark. It was comfortable, but it was dark. You heard stuff, but not real clearly. When you were delivered into the world, it was a whole new experience. That was the promise. You can be delivered out of something, but you can be delivered into something. And God's wanting to deliver us into prosperity. Do you understand that? He doesn't just want to deliver you out of poverty, or he doesn't want to just deliver you out of, I'm comfortable, I'm middle class, I'm getting by. He wants to, listen to me, he wants to deliver you into such prosperity that you have more than enough to give away, to fund the gospel, to fund prayer movements, to fund churches, to fund kingdom enterprises. Amen. So today will be a good day to sow into that word. It'll be a good day to sow. You know, I don't usually mention sowing until the last two minutes of the broadcast because it's not a priority for me. But when I feel like it's a good day to sow, I tell you, don't I? So if you want to sow today, show him that you're serious. If that word, but listen, if that word didn't bear witness with your spirit, then don't sow. You sow when you feel faith to sow. Now you sow out of discipline to your church. You give your tithes, whether you feel like it or not. But when other times when you give offerings, you do it when your faith is there. When something bears witness with you. Amen. Amen. So you can sow at jenniferleclair.org slash donate. But you can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash jenniferleclair. Paypal.me slash jenniferleclair. You can use stars on Facebook. Little stars thing. You can do that. You can use the Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the text to give. 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. 754-701-2161. Text the word pray. You can mail a check or a money order to P.O. Box 30563. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. Today would be a good day to sow. If you you didn't bear witness to it, if you're just coming in late, you might have to go back and listen to it again. But I'm telling you, it's a good word. So God bless you. I love you guys. I will see you on tomorrow. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.